We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. I am really excited for this show. This is an idea uh, that we had when we were down there. A little ranking, a little episode that people can play along with at home. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And it's one of your ideas, which when you give me an idea and I agree that it's a good idea. I have to give some credit to my wife as well for this idea because we were walking around World Showcase. A little hint and the idea came to us. We started doing this ourselves. This would be a great show topic. So a little tease for what's about to come. And we have a really awesome guest with us to join in the fun. But before that, Doug, we have two new Patreons we need to give a shout out to. Yes. So both Chris, ironically, Chris uh, Futrell and Christopher Sweech. I'm terrible with last names. I'm so sorry, guys. But both churro level. So yeah. uh, some good Disney snack. If you want to know what that Disney snack's all about and get the bonus content and some swag and some other fun stuff and part of our cool Facebook group, you'll have to go to our Patreon page and check that out. But thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. And thank you, everyone, who's leaving reviews, Doug. Yes, keep getting reviews. It's fantastic. So click the five stars. It really helps the show. But I'm going to read two tonight because I'm way behind. And one is very timely, as we'll say. But first is one titled Sleep Therapy, five stars. And it's by Stouty One. So I believe that is Matt Stout. Um, If I'm wrong, you can correct me. But the angelic voices of Derek and Doug are the perfect sounds to help you fall asleep. Their Nebraska accents provide me with a soothing lullaby each night before I start dreaming of Mickey pretzels and Dole Whips. Listen to these guys to learn everything you wanted to know about Disney and more. So evidently Matt falls asleep listening to us. I don't wow. Know. Yeah, I mean, he gave us five stars, five though, stars. so I'll take the, that. The last sentence is really good. And but yeah, our Nebraska accents. I don't think he understands that we don't have an accent. It's it's everyone else. Everyone else has. We sound accent. normal. We, we don't have an accent here. Um, so and then the other review had to read it this week uh, to get ready for the Super Bowl. It is titled "Best Podcast" by Mahomes fifteen. So, so Patrick Mahomes only is actually listening he to the listens. show. Okay. What else do you think he listens to before the game when he has headphones on? This is what he listens Rope to uh, before he goes to bed at night to get ready for the game. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, clearly he likes us enough to leave us a five-star review. And the entire review is hashtag Trumpet Squid. Oh, my gosh. He really listens to the show. Yes, he's an avid listener to know. You don't know what hashtag trumpet squid is. Uh, well, you haven't been listening to this show long enough, but uh, yeah, Mickey's Run- yeah. Runaway Railway. It is a thing for the listeners it who say it's thing. not a There's thing. A it is a thing. So, trumpet squid is the way of life. Maybe. Well, good luck, Patrick, and good luck, Doug, this weekend in the Super Bowl. So, I'm sad we did not yeah. get the rope drop radio bowl no, for my Packers, but um, not. 
Next year, Doug. Next year. I said it last year. year. I'll say it again next year. All right. Let's talk about a game I'm actually really looking forward to because obviously I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl. Uh, Instead, we are going to rank things and we're going to have some fun going around the world showcase and ranking our favorite pavilions. And now you don't want to hear just Doug and I banter. So we have a guest on this week's show from Touring Plans. We welcome Mr. Brian McNichols. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Hi, guys. It is fantastic to be here. Although, I saw, heard that, that one review mentioned that uh, your voices are putting them to sleep. I am not going to help in that regard because I have been told the same thing many times. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, thanks for joining us. And why don't you share a little bit of your Disney story with the Rope Droppers, Brian? Sure. I, You know, funny enough, um, I was looking at some of my my past photos you know on you go in the photos app and the the photos from past years comes up and i realized it was uh the day we're recording this it was 10 years ago to the day was the day that we we brought my daughter who is now 12 uh for her first trip to disney world which isn't exactly where it started but it's it's kind of where it started in the modern age like when I was a kid, my my family, my mother in particular, was a big Disney fan. So we would go to Disney World, but it was kind of a once every 10, 12 years thing. So before 2011, I was had only been to Disney World three times, I believe. Uh, yeah, three times. 2011 was was when we started we we took my daughter right before she you know not long before she turned three um and then we kind of fell in love with taking the kids there so that year i think we went three times it was the same year i started working for touring plans so then i was also going for work for research trips and things so i honestly could not even count the number of times i've been there in the past 10 years but uh, but that was kind of what really kicked it into gear for me was was taking the kids, especially when they were smaller. Now they're getting a little older. Uh, they like to go. We you know they, we were at Cedar Point this year. Um, you know they like coasters and and other fun stuff as they're they're getting a little older. But we still try to hit Disney at least once a year. And of course I still go there for for work pretty often. <laughs> so. It's a good job to have. I, I like it. What do you actually do with touring plans? Share with our listeners. So touring plans, uh, you know, for, for those of you, you know, who don't know, but, uh, I'm going to guess a lot of your listeners are, are pretty familiar. I know, I know the, the founder and my boss, Len Testa was on a fairly recent episode as well, but, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of statistically based, uh, research and recommendations for mostly theme parks, Disney and universal parks. So we do, um, a lot of research, a lot of reviews, um, a lot of stats works, th- stats work, things like that. So I kind of started doing a lot of stats stuff. My my college degree is in statistics. So that was where it started. Since then, I have kind of branched out into doing um, a lot of stuff. I write a lot of content. I've written, I've helped write a couple of the unofficial guidebooks. I have written a lot of stuff on the site. I've done a pretty good share of our YouTube videos. If you're ever on the Touring Plans YouTube channel, you've seen my face all over there. Um, I do really random things. I draw the maps that are on the site now for the theme parks. Um, I actually drew those. 
And within the past year now, we have started a travel agency also called Touring Plans um, that you that, that I am a one of the managers for the travel agency. So that has been my primary focus over the last year. Um, and, you know, it, it, so that's it's a much different task. But uh, I've I, I like the job not only because it allows me to go to Disney World, but uh, it has definitely allowed me to to flex a lot of muscles that I was not aware I had before. Awesome. Oh, that's that's yeah. a lot of things. That is. And we do. We love touring plans on the show. In fact, I think we're going to talk more about touring plans in the after show. Love just everything about it. So uh, definitely you got a lot of information, stuff to share. But I want to get into the game, Doug. All right. Well, on to the main event. So we're going to rank... All the pavilions of the World Showcase, minus the African Outpost, um, one through eleven, right? We're we're gonna work our way around the world. We're not just gonna say like our number one and then talk about. We're gonna do each pavilion. We're gonna give our answers, then we'll debate as to why we like it or don't like it or what it's lacking or what it has. All those fun things shall ensue, and because it's World Showcase. You have to go in a certain order or certain people get mad, like when you're doing drinking around the world. So we're going to go in the most obvious fashion of drinking around the world route. Um, as according to our blogger, Gary, we are going to start in the UK. I just heard everybody scream at their radios, their car. <laughs> I, where I think you start. This may, it makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to give Gary a shout out because yeah. I thought about this. Uh, my, my last like five or six trips to Epcot, I've stayed at the Riviera beach club pop. We keep going in through international gateway and we've started in UK now a few times and I'm Gary, I'm starting to come to your side on this. It's starting to make sense to me. Are you really drinking around the world? If you don't enter through the international gateway, I'm not sure. Oh, that's a good point. So that's where we're going to start. There's a whole blog about it on our website. We'll repost it this week for sure. Check it out. So that might be a Twitter poll. Where do you start? UK, Mexico, or Canada? Because those are kind of the three. That's one of our Twitter polls. So be sure to check that out as well. Yeah. But we're not going to just talk about drinking around the world. Oh, no. We're talking about it all. And so, Brian, why don't you start us off with your UK ranking? We'll just get our rankings out there and then we'll discuss. All right. Uh, well, one thing I feel like I should just get off my chest to start with, I have never actually successfully drank around the world at Epcot, uh, partially because I think we started going when my kids were little. Uh, what I try to do generally is drink around the world within the trip. So I'm, you know, mm. while we're there, I make sure to get something, but I've never actually done it. So, um, which is, is funny. People who know me would probably find that odd because I, uh, a lot of my rankings are going to be bar based here, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But UK, I have as my number four pavilion. Okay. And jot that down. Derek? I have UK at number eight. Ooh. I know, lower. Well, you're going to not like mine. I'm at number 10. Oh, even lower. I'll tell yeah. you why mine mine was lower. I actually crossed it. I moved it up, and that's because Rosen Crown is in UK, and that's one of the best places to go to get a cocktail. See, and I don't drink cocktails, so I've got old fashioned I... beer. It's just you always make friends there, always. <laughs> 
So why so high, Brian? So, defend this. All right. I, I, this is going to be a pretty common theme with, with my rankings. I, uh, my favorite world showcase is probably my favorite place within any of the theme parks. Uh, what I like is just kind of wandering through them. I like the little, I, I like finding spots that are quiet, that are really well themed. I enjoy the bars, especially. I like some of the restaurants, the rides. I really could not care any less about for the most part in World Showcase, um, if it's just me. So UK, I really like the the whole square in the back is is nice and quiet it's got a little garden out behind kind of the the twinings tea shop that is really lovely as long as they're not doing a meet and greet there uh but honestly a lot of it is rose and crown i love a good english pub uh it's one of the few places i can get boddington's on tap which i have to every time i'm there um so that's that's a lot of it for me see this is where my lack of drinking shows and so you talk about the nice space and quiet areas and my brain tells me this should be a theater and sh- a show or it should be a dark ride well, it that's probably what, should that's what yeah. the, my brain does so it definitely needs an attraction like that's why it's, it's lower not on my list. gonna get any more so all right ready to move on any, any last well, the words fish and on, chips you know, i gotta get fish, the fish and chips, chips there name. everyone so, loves that so I think that's what prevented it from being lower for me. But what made it not one notch higher is because there's no indoor seating in Florida. I like my air conditioning. So if I could sit down inside with my fish and chips, that's a big deal to me. I, I sweat too much. I'm delicate like a flower. So there you go. I, I cannot wait for the rest of this because we seem to have very different philosophies. I like why it. I mean, that's it. why we had you on. This is that's great. I think it's going to be all over the place. <laughs> and that's why we'll our listeners a... are yelling. And, and then we're going to put this on social media so our listeners can rank them as well. I got Alden's rankings before I, I sat down here. And let me tell you, they're they're out there. Oh, I have my wife's as well. I do have to say, so when we get to her number Patron one, or... I have to say my yeah. wife's number one or else yeah. she'd kill me. But all right. All right. Uh, moving on to Canada. To, uh, Canada. Yeah. All right. Same, we'll go keep in the same order so that I can track it easier because I'm not that intelligent with numbers. <laughs> I don't have a statistics degree. I did take statistics in college. But oh, I didn't I even do that. I, Good job. I forgot most of my stuff. So. All right. Uh, all right. Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. I have all the way down at number 10. Oh, <laughs> Derek's part Canadian. I'll tell you that after you're <laughs> So Derek, number one, two, no, number it four. At? It's uh, and it did get a notch above uh, because of my half Canadianness. There you go. That, also, go type. Leafs uh, for our hockey fans yeah, out see. there that I know who are listening to the show that you know we talk on social media. So there you go. Go, go Leafs, Canada. Did I even remember to rank that? Yeah, I did. I put it at eight. Put it at eight. That's a Doug and I are close, at least. Yeah, well, Cellier, guys, that that restaurant alone brings it up in at least the top six. One well, restaurant that six people fit in. Yeah, and here's going to be a bomb. I have eaten at Le Cellier three or four times. I've never particularly enjoyed it. I, oh my gosh! I don't. I think it is. I think it might be one of the most overrated restaurants at, at in Disney World. I I don't. 
think the food is that good. I'm sorry. Okay. I, okay. I, I have no counter. I'll tell you what I like about the pavilion. One, I do like the the film. I love the show being half Canadian. It mm-hmm. works great. But I love that, like you were saying, the the backspace, uh, the waterfall, the gardens. Like there are parts of that pavilion that I forget that I'm in a, in Epcot. And I think that's just uh, wonderful, yeah. and it's very yeah. peaceful. And I always go back there, especially if if I'm noised out. Uh, I'm an extrovert, and I like need one percent of introvert time. That's where I can get it. Thirty seconds back in the Canadian Pavilion, recharge, mm-hmm. and I'm coming back out full. Since when guns do you need introvert time? I need what? about Who 30, is this Derek thirty seconds. That is uh, thirty seconds a day, Doug. That's uh, you're blink, always asleep when we're on trips blink together. Twice. Yeah, blink no, twice. We're good. Thirty need. seconds. That's all I need, Doug. <laughs> go, 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 go. Stop for a second. Tie my shoes, and then go, I'm, go, go again. Haven't seen these thirty seconds. I just a little caveat before we go too much further. All the World Showcase pavilions are fantastic. Yeah. They I, all I are in their own way. There's really not a last place. We just, this is a podcast. We have to make up lists at times <laughs> for the sake of lists. So we love them all, just it's, for the record. Th- this was actually the one, as I was ranking them, that I was like, oh, I'm like, I really like this pavilion. But, it's got to uh, go somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, like, I, I mean, like Derek said that especially you get back by like the waterfall and that those, those fake rocks back there, like that's a great little section. Um, but I, I don't really love La Cellier. The, the movie is, is fine. Um, it, I, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. I'll see it every so often, but I don't go out of my way. Uh, and there's not, there's no bar. There's not really any other food options. Yeah. So that was kind of what ended up putting it down it needs a bar i agree with you right there the cheap canadian beer needs to be flowing yeah (laughs) no counter service that that hurts it from me no uh no counter service uh lots of good festival food which is essentially just Mm -hmm. little cellier in miniature form outside that's when you can move your best restaurant to a cart outside and call it a festival menu (laughs) that i don't know what that says derek Okay, okay, you guys are taking shots at me. I feel it. (laughs) I really am. All right. We got to take a long walk all the way over to Mexico. That cheap Canadian beer. All right. Mexico. Where do you got Mexico, Brian? I have that at number three. All right, Derek. Number one. And it's been number one since I was like nine years old. All right. I have it at. Number one as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was surprised myself when I did that. I know. I know. So, obviously, we all like this. I mean, it's got two table service restaurants, Mm -hmm. a counter service restaurant that is sometimes inside, sometimes not. It has a ride, and it has La Cava. I mean, and it's got a pyramid. And, and it fascinates me. Like, I will never forget walking in there for the first time when I was a kid. And you're like, I'm going inside, but I feel like I'm outside. <laughs> and my kids all experience that same thing. And so just, just that alone is, is kind of magical to me. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about Canada and I said how it, it needed some more food options and, and a bar. And Mexico, that's the, you know, Mexico Pavilion has so much of that. Uh, they have, I mean, outside they have a quick service and a table service and that the relatively new in the last couple of years, oh, yeah. anyway, chose a de Margarita. Oh, which that Margarita. Doug, you can't drink those, bar. but I drink them for you. 
and I'll tell you what they have. They're a little pricey, but like they have some pretty good tacos at that place too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the inside place with La Cava and another fantastic sit-down restaurant. Well, the food is is good, but the invi- the atmosphere is amazing, and yeah. it's actually got a ride in it, which is kind of rare for World Showcase. A great ride. I love that thing. I don't know why. I just do. Except right now, quick uh, shout out. Did anyone see what it looks like? Oh, so when I was there, Doug, Donald wasn't there. He was a plant. And and, uh, now now they have some cardboard cutouts of all three, it looks like. Well, they're doing the same thing the sports stadiums are doing. Why not? Right? I guess, yeah. The animatronics are, you know, can't, or they're not six feet apart, so they had to pull them? I I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand because last time the animatronics broke, they had a movie that played behind them. So what mm. did somebody like burn the film? What happened with that? They just know. wanted in on the the cardboard cutout scene. They're <laughs> feeling jealous. Oh, of that. I wonder how much those are going to go if I can bid on one of those and bring it back and take pictures on Twitter with me and like Donald. That will get will get stolen like the uh, anima like the the Buzzy from uh, Wonders of Life. There you go. Yep. Yeah, well, Lopez will buy it and. <laughs> That would be, be all the rage. All right, so Mexico, we all liked it. What was the thing that kept it from being higher, Brian, for you? Uh, two pavilions I like better. Uh, yeah, okay. we'll get to them. All right, yep. all right. I was just curious if there was a negative. That... No, you know what? Honestly, my top, um, my top three, I would say, I could interchange all three of them depending on my mood and any given day. So. We'll get we'll get to the other two, but uh, I also like the live entertainment in Mexico. Oh yeah, the band yep. is really good too. So that takes us to Norway or Arendelle. Yeah, well, I mean, kinda, uh, which you know is possibly one of the reasons I have it down at number nine. I see it's higher up for me. It's number three, and a lot of that just has to do with uh, my kids. My kids don't care about the ride one iota. Um, but Derek, it's a good thing we had a guest on for this show because I also put it at number three. Ooh, wow. I, I did not expect ours to match that <laughs> much, really. I mean, they had it until Mexico, Norway. My wife does say we're too much alike. Is, is that a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know why it would be. It should be more like us. All right, so Norway. Um, Derek, let's start with the good things that got it so high on our list. Well, I, all the frozen stuff. I, the on and else, it's the only place you can meet them. Uh, the mm-hmm. ride is pretty good, but then you have Akershus, which is princess dining at an affordable price. And if you have a little affordable girl, price. more affordable price, <laughs> relative, we'll put it that yeah. way, relative right. compared to Cinderella's, um, yes. it, and just those things alone, and having a daughter uh, brought it up my list like it it actually did start a little bit lower and then thinking about the interactions i've had and it's probably my daughter's favorite pavilion um and school bread and cinnamon rolls kind of there you go i was i was gonna say school bread that was it the the counter service is i don't consider it a full-blown counter service even though i know there's people that will argue with me that they could eat every meal there i'd i see it as really really good place to get snacks because there's other food options around the world showcase but you have a counter service you have a sit down you have a ride you have a character meet and greet you no longer have to watch a movie about oil rigs i mean what else could mm-hmm. you want <laughs> yeah i i mostly agree actually uh this is another one that 
you know, like I said, I, I love to explore the pavilions and find like the little quiet areas and there are no quiet areas no, in the there are not. whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's kind of built as one straight channel back to the ride and the ride is just so popular and the character breakfast, the character meals is so popular that it's just always crowded, which is kind of how it ended up down here. I totally agree. I like frozen ever after ride. My kids are, were a little too old for that. They, when it first came out, they were, my, my daughter was just on the edge of not caring about princesses anymore. Uh, we still go on it every time, but, um, the character meal is, it's one I always recommend, especially to people on the dining plan, because it's one credit versus two for Cinderella. When if the if the dining plan should ever come back, that is. Um, so it, this is one of those weird ones where I don't actually disagree with anything you guys are saying. I just have it's it just not lower. for you. You yeah. let it go. You're it's done with it. I, yeah, these yeah. these rankings t- are very personal to me. This is not how like the rest of my family would rank these. I am sure this is just for me being in doing research trips by myself shooting video by myself and then whenever i get a spare half hour just wandering around world showcase pavilions which is usually how i spend my spare time um and these are the ones i go to first basically now one nice thing norway does have is the little museum the the church Mm -hmm. museum sometimes that can be quiet but usually like a family accidentally wanders in thinking it's like the line to frozen ever after or is that the name of the attraction i can't yeah and uh you know then they're sorely disappointed it's educational which is also (laughs) entertaining to watch when people are like oh this is learning i'm out of here so that's the one quiet area but it's like right on the the walkway and you get accidental traffic and it's like 40 square feet so maybe (laughs) Maybe 40. So, all right. That was Norway. Any, any parting comments on Norway? We're good. We're good. We're okay. We settled it. All right. On to China. All right. Here's one that I have a feeling is also going to be ranked differently than you guys. I have this up at number two. What? Well, we will circle back to that answer. Um, I have this as last, number 11. Number 11. For uh, I mean, we couldn't be any more different on this. And my wife actually put it at number 11. So uh, yeah. you're different than both of me and my spouse. Yeah, I I have it coming in at number nine. Um, this, it does have a movie, so I couldn't quite put it at <laughs> 11. But yeah, Michelle has this last on her list. Oh, there we well. go. Okay. I, Michelle and I yeah. agree on one. Mm-hmm. So it's dead last for Michelle. So, yeah, all right. I, I think, What's so I, you great know, about China? Just, this is, well, I, I was going to say this is probably the ultimate, you know, just a, a pavilion I like to spend time in. But you haven't heard my number one yet, um, which I have a feeling is not going to be anybody else's number one either for the same reason. This, it's just, it's generally really quiet. It's peaceful. There is, if you get kind of on the path that out to the right, which is if Mulan is not meeting there, um, a lot of times there's just nobody over there. You can kind of sit on a bench, look at the pond, look at the, uh, the, the 
I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, the circular pavilion uh, building where they, the, the, that's the entrance to the movie. Um, I also really love the shops in this, in this pavilion. They always have really interesting things. I in fact bought a sword there, which is hanging on the wall in my office uh, over there. But uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's just one of the pavilions I really love to just wander around and I get a tea at the, the, uh, the tea shop out by the, the, the water and just wander around the pavilion for a you know, t- good 20 solid minutes by myself. Derek, you'd have a panic attack if I said we're going to wander for 20 minutes in China. <laughs> I, I stopped. Sorry, I fell asleep there because his voice was so soothing uh, talking about China. And uh, um, no, this is you this sound is like my, my wife now. My, my least favorite Jeez. pavilion. I, I now I've gotten I mean, to where I've walked by. I mean, Doug, you and I were chatting because uh, I made a list of all the restaurants I have not been to at Walt Disney World because on our rope drop trip, uh, our goal is to eat at a couple places neither of us have gone to, and mm-hmm. one. Uh, I was like, one I have on my list that I've never been to that I have no desire to go to is Nine Dragons yeah. um, because I have good that Chinese makes, down makes the street. Total sense. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and that's why a lot of people don't go there. I yeah. lived in China I for a little bit. Oh, wow. I, I, I have experienced it and just like that pavilion has does nothing for me at all. Yeah. And, Lotus and I think, Blossom? Come on. That's I, great. I think this is, and, and this is where I think we're just hitting, you know, kind of philosophical differences um when i usually when i'm in world showcase i use it kind of as a way to relax and separate a little bit from theme park stuff where it sounds like you derek especially you you're more looking to like no i want to go i want to get stuff done that sounds like there is nothing there is nothing of interest in the china pavilion i'm not going in there which is absolutely correct if you if that's if you are just look if you are looking to do you know attractions and dining there's probably nothing in the China Pavilion that's going to interest you. You need to watch the movie about once every five years. Yeah. And maybe they'll replace it someday. Maybe maybe that will happen now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the, the movie's okay. It, and the food is Chinese. But, like, my town of 7,000 has better Chinese yeah. food. Um you know, so it's the the live entertainment. Now, what will come back was hard to say, but that was always fantastic. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even have to enter the pavilion. Yeah, watch. you just walk yeah. by and you can <laughs> just kind of slow second. down. And right now it's not going to come back because the frozen line goes back there to the live entertainment. So, yeah, I don't know when yeah. when entertainment will come back. Tell we're not social distancing lines. And hey, that's fine with me. That's just less people in the pavilion for me to deal with. <laughs> All right, there we go. China, number two for Brian. Now I really want to know what number one is. I, I'm gonna. I have a guess <laughs> I, already, I, but I'm all right. Starting to guess that it's probably my number eleven. It, right. It's it's not gonna. Seeing how you guys rank these, it is absolutely not gonna be high on your list because I don't think it has anything either of you guys would be interested in. <laughs> Ooh, now I can't. All wait. right. All right. Okay, Germany. Uh, Germany, I have got as number seven. Pretty middle of the road there. It's kind of just, eh, right? It's, okay, Germany, number seven. Derek? I have Germany at number five, and it only got a bonus point because it was six, but because I'm Sassmannhausen and my family's very German, it got it, it moved uh, up one. I could see that. I It's splitting hairs in the middle, yep. and mine, mine split down on Germany. It went to number seven. 
<laughs> for me. So you we're know, all we, in the same range on this one. It's, <laughs> it's got good food, right? A, a decent table service, mm-hmm. some counter service, snacks, character meet and greet, but no yep. show, no ride. Beer, or, pretzels. Come on, right there. Well, and, and that's actually one of the reasons I had it in the lower end of the the middle here is because I, I my my family is also German. You know, I, I have uh, lots of Schrader uh, blood in me, and I've been to Germany twice. And the beer that they they have in the Germany pavilion is not great by most German standards. And oh, it has my wife me... will fight you on that one, but okay. <laughs> is she like the, the Schaffenhofer? The, yes, the she grapefruit does. One? Yeah. yeah, she does. That is her um, favorite drink. One of her favorite drinks on the planet. Yeah. And I, and I get that. I, I was, I'm, I'm more talking about like their, you know, Pilsners when they have the yep. Oktoberfests, those like are, and they're, they're good, but just there are better there are lots of better German ones, and it's driven me nuts forever that they do not have a real beer garden in Germany. They have all that space on the water that they could just put in, you know, some trees, long tables, and just have an actual bar beer garden there. Oh, I like that and, idea. And they just never done it, and I can't imagine why. <laughs> so that's part. That's mostly why it got knocked down for me is just because I'm disappointed in what they haven't done more than with what they have understandable i think the only reason they haven't done that is because they don't like to make money that's clearly the walt disney <laughs> company's mo but what about you guys haven't even said the little trains come on oh yeah <laughs> dude so on our last trip alden watched somebody tip one over and he filmed oh, no. it and he posted that and said this is why we can't have nice things and of course that's why 13 year olds probably shouldn't have twitter but that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> that, that was supposed to be a temporary attraction that's been there forever so gotta love that oh the the mob with the pitchforks when they announce they're gonna put something there is gonna be entertaining like it's toy trains folks it's yep. toy trains by a bathroom maybe that's where the the garden should go the beer garden i it really is fascinating that doesn't exist there. Big long tables, a tent. Even we want to get carried away so you can still drink in the rain, and uh, call it a day. Yeah, they they haven't they haven't really used a lot of the waterfront space in Epcot. And I don't know if that was to keep extra spaces for people to watch the nighttime shows. But they kind of started when they built Spice Road Table at a mm-hmm. pavilion we haven't gotten to yet. But um, the uh, then you know now who knows they, they what they'll actually do, especially because Spice Road Table wasn't super popular. But um, I, I still would be shocked if they didn't sw- circle back around on adding more waterfront stuff. Germany makes sense. The only thing Germany's missing, and it, it's always bothered me, is like a carnival-esque ride like because that's what mm-hmm. they got at Oktoberfest. And it's bothered me that they don't have something would cost them nickels to put something in like that to make it kind of Oktoberfesty. And, and It's a Ferris wheel, right? Yeah, Ferris wheel would be great. Ferris wheel. Yep. Dunny, and the theming is just, you know, carnival Ferris wheel. You can buy one probably from, I don't know, actually Disney don't buy one secondhand. But anyway, like that that to me is just like money that they're not doing. That It's always bothered me about the Germany Pavilion. Yeah. Let's move on to Italy. Italy, I have right below Germany at number eight. Although now that I'm looking at it, I could have probably switched those two, but I'm, I'm sticking with my number eight there. 
I have right. Italy second to last place, just above China. That that's that's tenth. Yep, tenth for Italy. Yep. So when I split my hairs with Germany, it was with Italy, and it got the the nod up to number six because uh, I'm Italian. I'm not German, so you know <laughs> that might be why I like it more. So, all right, eight, ten, and six. So basically, we're saying it's not amazing, but it's not horrible, except for Derek. I, I just it's one that I walk by so much. Uh, unless mm-hmm. I have a reservation to eat, or there, I'm just there's no attraction. Uh, there's nothing really to pull me in. Yeah, Via Nepali's is amazing for, but it is what it is. And mm-hmm. I'm not a wine drinker at all, and so I just I have no reason to be there. And I wish they did more to lure guests in. I mean, it's got some cool little viewpoints but that's about it i agree this is the one oddly enough that i forget if i'm listing them off in my head italy's the one i'm most likely to forget exists um and it's not that i don't like it it's just yeah it's, there's it's just kind of not it's 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 like norway it's shaped as a and germany it's shaped as just a corridor there's no there's nothing yep. else to it and the restaurants are good. I really, I am a wine drinker also. I'm a most things drinker. Um, and like Tuto Gusto, it's mm-hmm. expensive, but it's really, really nice. Um, but yeah, that's, and I, I like the little water area where they have the, the, the gondolas out there. But like, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Derek. I, I just, a lot of times I walk by it and go, oh yeah, Italy, and keep going. Yeah, so I got to say where Michelle ranks this is number three. So it's it's way up there, and she put in parentheses my favorite food. So yeah, yeah. so that's that's, that's where Michelle's at. I think they have the best um, holiday storyteller. With uh, mm. was it Bella Fanta? I I can't remember. It's been over a year now because they didn't do them this year. But mm. she's a witch that puts stuff in your shoes. So I mean, who doesn't want their Christmas gifts to come from a witch and get put in your shoe? I mean, <laughs> good job, Italy. Um, you know, it was a place that when smoking sections were still in the park, the kid caught area was directly next to the smoking section. So it was like the most authentic European experience. Oh, sense. There you go. It was like, yep, this is right. You're getting the go play kids in the smoke from I mean, that it's Italy. The smoking section should it's have been in all the restaurants. Like it just everywhere is the smoking section. I, so, you know, that's what the rest of the other countries are missing here is the smoking section directly next to the children um but yeah the food does it for me i all the restaurants are are winners there and i could eat there every night i don't think that would be wise there's other options but uh i could i definitely could and i have to say where alden's number one is right now because it's italy that's not a place I, that a I don't even know. I think just, boy should like the pizza. No, I think <laughs> I think he sees the big pizza as a challenge at the age of thirteen, mm-hmm. more so than like how good or this the waters from Naples. Blah blah blah. It's it's gigantic. Must eat it all. Anyone's welcome to pay to feed him. So <laughs> I that's his number one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he also put Norway at number two, which surprised me. I was like, you don't even like the frozen rice. He's like, it's pretty good. Kent opened my eyes to a frozen being oh a good gosh, attraction. Of course, yeah. Kent. Kent, yep. Kent loves the frozen attraction. So, uh, okay. 
So there we go. <laughs> Any other Italian thoughts? There's lots of wine. Yeah, lots of wine. So, all right. Now on to the only pavilion not just named after a country. It's the American Adventure. Also the name of an attraction in the pavilion. That's true. And uh, this is this is not going to make me any friends. I have it number 11. Ooh, dead last. Jeez. Well, Man. you're not patriotic you? at all. Are you even an American? <laughs> I, well, you when you're your own country, I'm sure you judge it harder. Yeah. I, I just realized they ranked the U.S. and Canada in my bottom two spots. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, know? you just hate North America. Mexico's well, high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just northern North America. <laughs> all right, Derek, where do you have America? I have it at number seven. So it, it's in right. the bottom half for me. Right in the middle. I have it at number two. Oh, what? So we are all over the place. That is insane. So I feel like is it I Voices of Liberty? Just like, it's just Voices of Liberty. That's it's not it. Just voice. Oh, so Voices of Liberty is a big part. I, right? I agree. Um, but the American Showcase um, Gardens Pavilion. The name of the theater, American Gardens Theater. There we go. I mean, nowhere else do you have concerts like that on property. Right. I mean, you can make fun of some of the. Okay, I wasn't adding the theater into the pavilion. That was actually going to be my argument. That's barely. That's yeah, Doug. I'm not. No. Tell me you can't sit back all the way at some picnic table and listen to the concert. No, no, I'm okay. Uh, Candlelight processional. That's definitely American. It's definitely happening there. That's part of it. No, I agree. Um, It it is part of the pavilion, but it's it's. Yeah, it's just. It, if it I would have really thought of that like before, it. I may have moved it up a couple notches on my list. I, Candlelight Processional is a big part of it. Um, I the show is well done. It's good. You got to see it more often than the China movie, um, especially when you have kids. Then you can tell their teachers it's educational, <laughs> um, and then your kids usually say, "I think I learned more than from my uh, eighth grade history class." I'm like. I don't know if that's good for Disney or bad for your education. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, the, and now it has a full blown good counter service. Good, you know, yeah, barbecue. Barbecue is good. I and that that is my caveat on this one. I have not eaten at Regal Eagle yet, so oh. that could adjust this slightly. But I don't think it really will. I, it, it was hard to put that high because there is no table service. So the, the theater did it for me, though. Okay. See, see for me, away. for me, I the ride itself is one that I kind of, you know I I like enough. I like the idea of it more than I like it. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I saw it. It might be seven or eight years since I've been in there. It's um, the same. Um, but for me, the biggest thing is just there's no structure to the pavilion whatsoever. It's literally just a big building, and that's it. So for what I'm looking personally for in a pavilion, it's not going to do it because there is no place to go hide from crowds in there. It's got a big bathroom. Maybe. It does. I have used that bathroom many times. It's a, a nice good, bathroom. Yeah. Good place to stop. Yep. Not, not the show of ranking the bathroom. So They have a funnel cake stand. I do like funnel mm-hmm. cake. Yep. But, you know. Yeah. So there you go. Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty. I give it like that. That alone. That was a hard one for me. So. All right. So I'm all alone there. Got it. 
On to Japan. <laughs> Japan, uh, I have at number five. So, which is Damn towards right. the middle, but I, I'm going to guess it might be a little higher than, than you two. Uh, mine is number six, so I'm just one oh, below you. Wow. Yep. That surprises me, Derek. And I am at number five. Oh, so we're oh. all in the same area. That, that might yeah. be the closest we've been so far. I that? think it is. I think it is. Well, Mexico is pretty close. We're 3-1-1. Oh, right. But Japan, yeah, 5-6-5. and five. So what are right, your thoughts so I, on Derek, this? Derek, i got to ask you, why Why do you like this one and not China? What's What does Japan have? Uh, I love the pavilion just a little bit more. I have a weird, I like Japanese steakhouses are my favorite thing. I go every year for my birthday since I was almost born. I, you talked about a Chinese sword. I almost arms reach. I have a Japan samurai sword, uh, (laughs) in my office with me. So, uh, I like the culture. I've been there before. Uh, it's just something about that pavilion, uh, is really just awesome. And I'm not going to lie. The sushi donut is one of my favorite foods and uh, you get a festival of the arts. And so that kind of made it brought it a notch up. But uh, if it had the attraction that I was supposed to have or any of the ones mm-hmm. they ever said, this one would probably be even oh. higher. Yeah. I like the little museum. Yep. Uh, love the, the, museum. the cute culture, you know, my kids have always enjoyed that. And like, Oh yeah, this, I guess I like Japanese stuff. And the shop is, yeah. I mean, it's just one gigantic shop, right? It's yep. I, I've always enjoyed that. Um, that's one of the good things about it too. Yeah. And I mean, it has so much dining crammed in that little pavilion Mm -hmm. because I I mean, there's the the quick service and there's what now three table service. Yeah. Teppanetto. Yeah. Tokyo dining and, uh, the, the new one one. I cannot name. Uh, That's really fancy. Yeah. I'm totally blogging. Takumi Tei. Um, that, uh, so like the dining is amazing. Uh, no bar, no ride. Um, the koi ponds, the gardens over by behind the temple by Katsura Grill up there uh, are are wonderful. I, I again, this is another one looking at my list that I'm like, mm, I might have I might have bumped this above the UK if I was if I was doing this again. But again, it, a lot of these just depend on my mood. Japan is definitely one that I find myself hanging out in a lot I, I have the same thing it's the pavilion that i always somehow wander into and then 30 minutes an hour has gone by and i'm just like oh i've just been in these shops and mm-hmm. kind of enjoying mm-hmm. it and the drummers that can be out i'll just yeah. start oh, yeah. listening to them for you know however long they play it's just like it's it's a pavilion that grabs my attention more yes. a lot more than the china pavilion yeah. i think that's fair i, I see think that's all it's it's uh, a good pavilion, man. You add a ride or a film, and I think it's way up the list. Yeah, you know, it's fighting for those top spots. All right, on to Morocco. <laughs> this I'm well, here, guessing will be different. Here, here it is, Derek. Let's, did you guess it right? This is number one for me. Yeah, it's, I already wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just gave up on you a while ago. I, yeah. I, but um, I've been intrigued with the why. Because earlier you said Spice well, Row Table wait, is not that good. Where are you oh, at on this? Oh, this is Derek, at number, number nine. So it's not the lowest. It's uh, no, third from the it, bottom. It is for me. I got it at eleven. Oh, you have it eleven. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. No, and that's that. I mean, I I totally get it. Um, and I said Spice Road Table wasn't popular. Not that it wasn't. It, it's it's okay. Um, they just the, changed the menu up. Too. We they, eat there, and then literally so like the next times. day they changed it. Derek. I know. 
Um, this has one of my favorite quick service restaurants, the Tangerine Cafe. I love. But for me, this is the best one to just go in and wander around. They have the little museum in there that no one is ever in. Uh, great air conditioning break. They even have like seats in there. Um, there's a like a little courtyard that's fully tiled, has a little fountain in it. Again, that no one is ever in. They have the fountain out front, and then they have the kind of streets. The, the 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 little streets back there the whole pavilion was was designed by the artist for from the moroccan king so it's one of the more i've heard one of the more authentic ones i've never been to morocco so i i don't have firsthand knowledge of that but it has a little bazaar in it and honestly mostly it's just because other people it, it, other people don't go in there so those are the places i like and i don't think there's a reason that people don't go in there other than what I'm my I'm going to guess is what you're going to say is that there's nothing to do back there. Um, but uh, but that doesn't really stop me. See, the reason why this couldn't be last. Uh, I mean, one, I did enjoy Spice Road Table, but Jasmine's back there. And a lot of times there's no line. And so mm-hmm. my daughter uh, has had the best character interaction of all of them. And she's had hundreds with Jasmine back there, give or take four years ago. And we were all by ourselves with Jasmine, 20 minutes, and it was phenomenal. And so that, that like, memory alone brought it up the list. I do like the architecture because it goes from, like, the New World architecture in Morocco, and as you go back into the pavilion, it gets more ancient. That's mm-hmm. one of the things they do. And you can see that. You can see how that plays out. And I do remember something Alden said as to why Italy was number one for him, is it looked the most like Italy but smells better. Oh, wow. Than the actual Italy. So just for the record. Well, in Venice, certainly, yeah. Oh. He hasn't been to Venice, so it's kind of funny he said that Mm. because, like, Venice is kind of the main focal point. But um, I think he remembers some certain special smells that we got Yeah, in in Rome. I I was only ever in Venice once, and it was in December, I think. So it actually didn't smell that bad. So. You, you don't want to be there after the water had just receded off of everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was there one summer day when it, the water had just receded to where you could walk on everything, and it smelled horrible. The other time I was there, the sidewalks were all flooded. The square was flooded, so you had to walk on the planks. It mm-hmm. did not smell bad when it was flooded, but it smelled awful right after it receded, and it was 95 degrees. Good that, was, that was, oh, Europe. At the <laughs> anyway, I got off the Morocco. You you know the one thing they have where you drive the jeep around. I don't understand. You're just driving a jeep around sand dunes, and it's like they're trying to put something in there, and it f- just doesn't work. Yeah, I I mean I I I, my, I think Morocco was kind of built as like a oh well, this is just kind of an intermediary pavilion. We'll add something later, and like a lot of Disney World stuff. They just didn't ever get to it. So now it's just, there's just not a lot there, but you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I like, I guess, is pavilions with not a lot there. <laughs> All right. All right. Finishing well, it off. Let's move on to the last country, the only place where you can find a non curved Eiffel Tower in Florida, the France Pavilion. <laughs> I have that as number six. Yeah, another middle-of-the-road pavilion, right? All right, nope, Derek. I have it as number two. Number two? It is number two, yeah. 
mine's the highest of the middle of the road pavilions. Um, yes. So two, four, six. All right. This is another one that I think like, I, like you, we've said before, like I I like a lot of these and France is definitely one that can bounce up a lot. Six is probably my, on the low end for me. Um, but, but Derek, go ahead. Uh, since you had it ranked I'm highest, I'll, I'll let you tell us it why you like it. Some benefit of the doubt with Ratatouille opening, maybe when yep. this show actually goes on air because it's been teased for a couple months now that that attraction is going to move. Cause I actually did cross it out. Uh, it was at four and I moved it up to two just based on Ratatouille. I, uh, I guess we should have said post or pre ratatouille you're going post i'm going post on this Uh, i was too i I think that attraction is going to make it uh even better i i don't Mm -hmm. know i always find myself back uh in the shops we always have to get one of those um slushy drinks out front oh yes a gray goose the gray goose yeah those are amazing uh i I go back in the bakery that bakery is incredible yes yeah, it, it's just always been a good pavilion that I've enjoyed. It's a, you know, as you were saying that, it's a great snack pavilion because they, they, they have the crepes, they have the ice cream, they have oh, the bakery. The like it's, it's a great, it, honestly, for me, the only thing that knocks it down is it's just, it's so crowded all the time. It is crowded yes. all the time. You're right. All the time. That is the worst thing. And you have a movie that's kind of interesting. The kids... Mm-hmm rip that thing apart when we watched it pre and post trip to Europe. And then, uh, they attempted to update that with a sing along that might be even more questionable <laughs> than just the outdated old movie. Yeah. It, it was an odd choice of, of cause they, that it's, I didn't, I haven't seen the sing along, but it's like LeFou is kind of the secret hero basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen choice. it either. I just, I got better things to do with my day, yeah. I think. is, And when I'm saying that, I mean, that doesn't speak volumes for it. There was a little line for it. You know, people are going and seeing it. I don't know. They're trying to, the Frozen sing-along, I think they're trying to shoehorn something in. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's it, it bounced around. This was one of the harder ones for me to place. Um, but I, I was giving Ratatouille a lot of benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, Ratatouille is going to be a huge, op- I mean, that's going to be the, I mean, what that'll most likely be the most popular ride yes. in world showcase or uh, in epcot yeah, probably in epcot yeah. for a little while at least yeah and it, it may end up being the most popular for the next few years but uh so that's definitely gonna gonna help probably won't it might actually you know i was gonna say it won't help the crowds but it might a little bit because the line for Ratatouille is going to be kind of around the back of the existing pavilion. Oh, I so think it it's going to be pull, great for the crowds. It may pull the people away. I, and you from, have the bathroom from, back there. I, I think yeah. you're just going to pull a lot of people out of the, the Eiffel Tower area. Yeah. Yeah. So it might that, that might actually make the crowd flow a little better. And I like the ride. I've, I've been on the one in, in Paris. Um, and it's it's a good ride. So. Mm. Yeah. I think... I think the the worst thing that for the ride though is people that will have done Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and then do Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. The, there's going to be a little bit of comparison because it's both a trackless, and some of the big effects of Ratatouille are projection, but yeah. not quite as big and grandiose as Mickey and Minnie's. But Mickey and Minnie's doesn't have any set pieces, so it'll be interesting for me to see the comparison. 
because right now I think I like Mickey and Minnie's better. Ooh, that would be a good yeah, show. I, when... I actually haven't been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway or LA yet. So, cause it, oh, my gosh. I, was, oh, I haven't been I on Ratatouille yet. I need there to screen go. our guests better, Derek. I'm sorry. I, uh, well, the last time I was, I was I was at Disney World with the family in February of last year, so Just it was right before it. it opened. Uh, I was supposed to go again over the summer, and of course didn't, and then haven't been back since. I'll I'll be there in in March, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna get myself on it then. But it'll be it'll have been over a year since it opened, which is pretty rare for me now. It's been a weird time. It is a weird one. Weird. I, I do have to say my wife wanted me to make sure to say that uh, her favorite pavilion is France. Oh, so yeah. there you go. Got that out there. I know Michelle has it very high. I Let me check, see where she has it. She has it at five, so she's kind of like us. Mainly because of Grey Goose. You, know? you get it every time. It's good. Refreshing. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. So there we have it. There's our ranking of there all we have the World it. Showcase pavilions. Since we have a statistician on on the show here, I have gone and done some math. I did hurt <laughs> myself a little bit. Um, I assume Mexico is going to average out at number one. Mexico right? is leaps and bounds ahead at, at a 1.6666666667. Mm-hmm. And then um, it goes to France at four comes in second so that you know and uh that's because our, got... our the top of our list and the bottom of our list were was... generally yeah different so so those higher middle of the road ones so then um norway comes in with a five um japan comes in with a 5.33 and then we got germany at 6.33 the USA at 6.66667. And then we got a tie, a three way tie at 7.33333. Um, the UK, Canada, and China. So, all that discussion, hair splitting, it didn't matter. They're all the same. The UK, Canada, and China, all. Even though I put Canada so high up. Oh, shoot. I skipped over. Sorry. Ahead of that was Morocco at seven. And then the three-way tie. (laughs) I'm blowing the curve on you guys. or something fierce there. Poland. And to last place, Italy at an eight. Even though that's your son's favorite. Well, he doesn't count. I didn't calculate him. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I want to hear from our listeners, though. So I think, uh, Doug, you're going to put a, uh, put all the pavilions up. We'll put a one through 11. And then uh, in the comments section, can put your rankings of it. We'll get our statistician department on it to to do the math, so that won't be done. Yeah, because we have we have fairly definitively uh, determined that Mexico is the best pavilion. So. Yeah, we'll see how many yeah. people agree or disagree. There's got to be someone out there who's like, nope, least favorite pavilion, Mexico. Oh yeah, it's for sure, for sure. I hate tequila, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, let's uh, keep going because we need to get to the most important part of the show, Doug. Because Brian's new to the show, that is the lightning lightning round. <laughs> Welcome to the lightning round. This is the round where you answer fairly quickly with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever you need to answer Disney umbrella um, to these questions. There are points. It is scored, but there are no winners. So congratulations. Are you ready? 
I am ready, and I am not going to promise to go quickly. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I, oh. I, also, I also will say, no, I'm kidding. I also will say I eliminated Star Wars from this okay. uh, for the most part. That's a uh, whole because, separate lightning round, really. Well, and, and you know what? Most of my answers would have been Star Wars related, so I felt like it, 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 wasn't, it almost wasn't fair. Okay. All right. Favorite Disney movie? Uh, I went with Ratatouille on this one, speaking of uh, the new ride. Yeah. Well, France did come out in second place, so it makes sense. All right. Uh, favorite Disney character? Donald Duck. We uh, we share anger issues. <laughs> All right. Favorite Disney villain? I went with, uh, from well, actually, another one of my favorite movies, Dr. Facilier, The Shadow Man. Ooh, love Keith David's cool. voice work. I love his song. Uh, and he's actually kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, he is. Favorite Disney song? Uh, this one, I, back to France, I guess. Uh, I went with Belle uh, from Beauty and the Beast, although I would like to uh, to mention Go the Distance from Hercules, which is a song that, I, that has an amazing pre-chorus and chorus, and they kind of didn't write the rest of the song, which is weird. <laughs> um, but it's one of those that every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, what is this song? I love this, and uh, and I always forget what it is, so. Do you like how it's worked into the parks, like with yes, the, very the nice. fireworks and stuff? They use yeah. it a lot more than the movie would warrant, right? Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's got that great soaring score to it that that dun, really lends itself dun, to that kind of stuff. Yeah, you mentioned soaring score. You mentioned soaring score, and we made it through a world showcase conversation without mentioning Golden Wings. That's a, a soaring <laughs> score as well. That is. Well, That's oh, why oh, USA is number one. I mean. It, 80s Epcot music is just my jam. Like that's 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 like my working music. So it's, it's important stuff. All right, favorite Disney park. Uh, I went with Animal Kingdom, although uh, Epcot and Animal Kingdom are are pretty much neck and neck for me at this point. Animal Kingdom has been rising slowly over the past few years. I feel so the I same the way. Neck. Yeah. Except we can be done by noon, Derek. That's true. I mean, that's why it's not yeah. number one, but like it, it especially it, it does. It's been going up the list. All right. Favorite classic attraction you define classic? Um, Imagination Pavilion, original version. Uh, first time I was there in 1985, uh, it was my favorite ride, and I am sticking with a uh, little five. Or, no, 1984, I was five years old, so I'm sticking with little five-year-old me. Uh, in my opinions from then. That's a, a good one. I I could say that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, great pretty answer. Much too. We did get someone that say favorite classic attraction for the current version of um, that ride. That well, was a that was a moment, wasn't it, Derek? That, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why you never ask young people about classic things. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right, favorite modern attraction. Um, I think Rise of the Resistance is the best ride at any theme park right now. Correct. You've won the lightning round. Okay. (laughs) Favorite resort? Polynesian. Ooh, there you go. It it has, like, as as you've probably judged by now, I very much enjoy aimlessly wandering. And uh, (laughs) that that is is the best resort to do it. Yep. Get a back scratcher. (laughs) Lappy lappu. There you go. Dole Whip, Derek. You get and a Dole, Dole whip, whip and wander. And rum. Yeah. Dole Whip and rum. And put some rum in it. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite counter service restaurant? Uh, I mentioned Tangerine Cafe at mm-hmm. uh, at, at Morocco. Um, that is is currently tied for first with Satouli's Canteen. Oh, yes. And, that's Doug's nice and, favorite. 
Yeah, it's 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 consistently great. Like I always, it's one of those I forget how good it is, and then I eat there, and I'm like, oh my god, this is good, and it doesn't make me feel like absolute garbage after I eat it. What's your favorite dish there at Tangerine? Um, I usually go with uh, oh a Tangerine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the the uh, shawarma mix, the lamb chicken like combo that they have. Okay. Nice. All right. Favorite table service. Uh, this one was actually kind of tough for me. We don't eat a lot of table service. If I'm if I'm there working, it's usually just me, and I'm usually trying to move quickly because I'm shooting videos or something. And from there with the family, the only table service we do a lot of times are character meals, which you know our the kids love and I I enjoy them. Um, but, uh, but I don't eat at a lot of them, but one of them that I have eaten at that I absolutely adore is Chico at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, I think that is fantastic and, and it actually isn't ridiculously priced for Disney theme park stuff, at least. Relatively ridiculous. Relatively. Yeah. It's, it's still high, but for the quality of food, I would have actually expected it to be higher. Gotcha. All right. Uh, another important one here. Favorite Disney snack? I don't really do a lot of Disney snacks. Um, I I will kind of I'll occasionally grab a pastry like out of the the France Bakery or something like that. Um, but if I'm getting just something and walking with it, it is going to be a beer. Okay. Well, that yeah. leads us to our yeah, next great, question. Yeah, great transition. Favorite, <laughs> yeah. Favorite Disney drink? Uh, yeah, that's that's. Also, just I'm, I'm mostly kind of just a beer and wine guy. Um, if I'm narrowing it down, I'm going to go back to my Boddington's on draft from Rosencrown Pub. All right. And then you and Disney? I, if we're ever in the parks yeah. together, I'll meet you at Rosencrown. Absolutely. All right. Favorite or favorite Disney bucket list item. Well, this one, again, is weird for me because a lot of times I'm there for work. So I kind of get to do a lot of things that I wouldn't normally because uh, it's in the name of research. So I'm not technically paying for it myself. Um, But I love hotels, just kind of in general. But Disney hotels, I I adore. I'm fascinated by the operations and the themes so uh, I have still not stayed in every Disney hotel. Um, I'm missing, I believe, I, in my trip in March will knock another two off the list, I think, um, which will leave me with, I believe, three more. So I want, definitely want to hit those, but that's, that's pretty, it's a pretty reasonable goal with my current job. Um, so my bucket list item is I, I want to hit all those really fancy hotel rooms. I mean, not just like the grand villas or like the bungalows and at the poly, although I would definitely stay there, but all, a lot of the deluxe resorts have like basically presidential suites. So at the poly, there's the King, uh, Kama, Kama, him. Like I'm not, I, I'm not going to try this. Uh, some goes a King suite, uh, animal kingdom lodge has the Royal Asante suite, Beach Club has the Newport Presidential Suite. Like, I would love to start checking those things out, man. Those have to be amazing. Those would. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. That'd be incredible. So what are the three resorts you got left? Um, it is Boardwalk. I've never stayed at, which is almost a weird one. I've never stayed at the Grand Floridian Villas. Um, and... 
what was the other oh the contemporary i've never stayed at wow okay but i have stayed at like bay lake tower and so i don't and boardwalk villas so like yeah it's 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 close it's close but not quite right yeah my next trip i'm crossing off beach club villas and the dolphin so okay get those out of the way get those up all right i like it well, that is the, the lightning, lightning round. round. Well, awesome, Brian. Thank you so much for being on this week's episode. And why don't you take a minute to give a shout out where people can find you? Well, I want to thank both of you guys. This has been an absolute blast. Um, personally, I am on Twitter at YesThatBrian. I have Instagram. It's it's Brian McNichols, um, if you can figure out how to spell my last name. But mostly, I would like to direct you to the Touring Plans uh, Travel Agency, which you can find at touringplans.com slash travel, uh, is how you would submit a quote to any of our amazing agents. But I'll tell you what, there is a, a space on there where you can tell us how you heard about it. And one of the options is Rope Drop Radio. So go ahead and do that. Submit a quote and make sure you told us that you came from Rope Drop Radio. Oh, man, you are awesome. now the a great guest. Look at that. Giving a yeah. shout out back to the show. Even better. Well, That's... I'll put... Uh, your information in the show notes uh, for sure. But yeah, again, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed this episode, Brian. You are a great dynamic to uh, Doug and I. Yes, that's perfect. (laughs) It was nice that we had very different philosophies on World Showcase. That's why we had had an expert on. So thank you. And And we got to thank our sponsors. I will thank Joe from backtothemouse.com. Go check out his blog, full of all kinds of information. I think he just updated the cheapest cruise per night recently. So he breaks it down. Um, He writes all kinds of fancy code that figures out which Disney cruise is the cheapest per night so that when you go to book with your favorite travel agent, you can pick the one where you get the most bang for your buck, and that's backtothemouse.com. And then you got to book that trip with Michelle McKnight, the rope drop queen herself. She can help you navigate all of Epcot. She can give you her list. Uh, and it probably is different than all of ours as well. So maybe we'll have to put a, a post of some other people's lists. And, and yeah, I got, I got her media. whole list. Yep. So I got Madison's too. We'll... Margaritas are high. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. All right. Margaritas are number three on Madison. So anyway, book a trip today with Michelle McKnight, Touring Plans. Her email is in the show notes. And yeah, let uh, let her know that Rope Drop Radio sent you. But that is it for all the time that we have because we need to get to the after show. And to be a part of that, you need to be one of our Patreons. So also in the show notes will be a link for that. But that is it. So for Brian and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.